Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am Mark Kettiger. I'm blessed, honored, and humbled to be the pastor at Salisbury Center United Methodist Church, where we expect miracles, recognize miracles, and celebrate miracles together. The vision here at Salisbury Center is to love God and others, to serve as an example, to plant seeds of hope, to nurture one another so that we can make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Announcements this morning. I thank you again for the gifts that uh, that my wife and I have received. Um, I probably gained about five or six pounds this week again, so I'll be thinking of you while I'm on the treadmill. But seriously, thank you all so much. I, I appreciate it. This morning's memory verse comes from 2 Corinthians 5, 17. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. Look, new things have come into being. Let us pray. God of life, whose love enfolds us and spirit fills us, we praise your holy name. God of joy, whose sunrise wakes us, and sunset amazes us. We praise your holy name. God of hope, whose promise sustains us and power upholds us, we praise your holy name. God of love, whose patience humbles us and touch can heal us, we praise your holy name. God of peace, who breaks down barriers and walls that divide us, we praise your holy name. God of eternity, who has always loved us and by grace has saved us, we praise your holy name. God of all ages, who from generation to generation has heard the cries of your children, humbly seeking forgiveness, and has welcomed sinners back into your embrace, hear the thoughts of our hearts, examine our motives, forgive us our faults of word and action. We ask all this through your Son, who died that we might know the true cost of forgiveness. Wow, amen, amen. Join me in the call to worship. God has been good to us. Let us sing songs of praise. God brings us together from many places. Let us celebrate our diversity. Come to hear God's word for our day. Listen that you might understand and share it. God's commands run swiftly over the earth. God's word comes to us as a mighty wind. Give thanks for the bounty God provides. Gain strength from the peace God offers. God's word fills us with radiance. How majestic is God's name in all the earth. We have come to thank and praise God. We are ready to dance with joy. Amen. This morning's Lady Scripture comes from 1 Peter chapter 5, 1 through 11. 1 Peter 5, 1 through 11. Now, as an elder myself and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as one who shares in the glory to be revealed, I exhort the elders among you to tend the flock of God that is in your charge, exercising the oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you do it, not for sordid gain, 
but eagerly. Do not lord it over those in your charge, but be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will win the crown of glory that never fades away. In the same way, you who are younger must be subject to the elders. And all of you must clothe yourselves with humility in your dealings with one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Discipline yourselves. Keep alert. Like a roaring lion, your adversary, the devil, prowls around, looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Steadfast in your faith, for you know that your brothers and sisters in all the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. And after you've suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. This is a word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We move to joys and concerns this morning, and boy, oh boy, oh boy, our list just keeps growing on the concern side. So let's let's start with the joy side. Uh, again, we've gone through some beautiful weather. I'll be honest, I was happy with 40 degrees yesterday. I was walking around outside, getting some exercise, working off them cookies, and... Uh, I was just praising God. Only a New Yorker, an upstate New Yorker, can can find joy in 40-degree weather. But uh, but it is a joy. We didn't have slippery roads. We didn't have accidents. You know, we didn't have uh, weather-related incidents. So that is a joy. It's a joy that uh, this community has come together. It's a joy that our church is growing. We had five guests last week again. God is just moving in this community, and I am just overwhelmed with with joy, with happiness, with with appreciation for our King. I, I just, it is a beautiful thing to see. So our concern would be that we get complacent. Our concern would be that that we just go through motions and and not continue to grow the way God wants us to, not just in numbers, but in spiritual maturity learning to to be more like Christ, learning to to love others, to forgive others, to to lead with love and grace. Um, I guess I should be careful. You're going to get a message within a message today. But we do have quite a few concerns. We have uh, we have people that tested positive for COVID. We've got people with pneumonia. We've got people with, I don't know what that is, the RSV, the respiratory thing. We've got people diagnosed with the flu. Um, we know that we've gone two years without creating, you know, antibodies in our system. We've had masks and washed our hands every 30 seconds. So we, we didn't have a chance to really get dirty. And and now I think we're going through a time of, of rebuilding uh, our immunity systems back up. So we just need to keep those people in prayer. And uh, if you need to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you need to stay away from crowds, stay away from crowds. You know, consult with your doctors. Uh, do do what you need to do because we need you long term. So any of you out there listening this morning, 
uh, that are going through any of that, know that we lift you up confidently as well. Let us pray. God of wholeness, heal the hurts both inside and out that make life difficult each day. Ease the pain, loosen the chains, chains, bringing freedom in their place. For all whose nights are broken by pain, discomfort, anxiety, caring duties, noisy neighbors, and so many other reasons, leaving them irritable, tired, and unable to concentrate. Refresh their minds. Grant patience in times of stress. Keep them safe when driving and in the nights to come. May they find peace and rest. For those weighed down by ill health, bring wholeness to body, mind, and spirit. For those weighed down by worry, bring wisdom, peace, and reassurance. For those weighed down by fear, bring freedom, release, and liberation. For those weighed down by sadness, bring comfort, strength, and joy. For all whose hearts are troubled at the start of this new day, be the voice that they hear, the warmth that they feel, the wisdom they seek, the strength they require, and the one in whose arms they rest. Healing God, bless those on a journey of recovery from illness or surgery. Grant strength, patience, and freedom from pain. Bring restoration of health through your Spirit's power. Reach out and touch them so they know you're there, bringing them comfort and light, even in the darkest of times. We ask all this in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. The title uh, to this morning's message is Restore, Rekindle, and Rededicate. Um, That's actually going to be the title for the next three or four weeks um, because I'm going to do a series on that. And as normally happens with God, uh, he's changed today's message. And and I'm I'm hoping that, that his message changes hearts today. Last week, we all agreed that it's time we start saying Noah to the world and to the enemy. Noah to people when they tell us we won't amount to anything or that we're stupid or poor. Noah to the enemy when he suggests that we're not worthy of Christ's sacrifice. Noah to the enemy when he tries to convince us we aren't forgiven or saved or when he tempts us to lie, cheat, steal, or or even cheat on our spouses. Excuse me. Noah to the enemy when he offers us sadness or depression as a way of coping with our worldly troubles, or when he points to that liquor cabinet or some type of drug to help us get through the day. I pray each of you practice that new habit throughout the week. We also agreed that looking at 2022 was like looking through a kaleidoscope with all the health issues, deaths, legal and financial challenges that occurred. I suggested that we should look to this new year with high hopes and even higher expectations because we recognized our Father never left us during all those tough times in 2022. Well, it didn't take long 
for our Creator to make a statement in this brand new year. As a matter of fact, it took him two days into 2023 to draw millions of people to him. And he did it during a football game. A Monday night football game. My family watched in horror as 24-year-old Damara Hamlin suffered a heart attack and actually died on the field. We weren't alone, of course. Millions of people watch, watch that Monday night football game. What a coincidence. Or was it? How many times have we proclaimed that there are no such thing as a coincidence? I believe God chose to use this young man for a reason, his reason, of course, which we may not fully understand, but we can point out a few facts today. Tamar Hamlin is black, but through his tragedy, nobody focused on the color of his skin or even the color of his jersey. Players from both sides immediately consoled each other, held hands, they prayed, and they even cried together. The opponents in the stands were silent, some weeping, most of them praying, and some immediately made signs wishing Damara full recovery. And the significance of the players all huddled praying together on live TV should not go unnoticed. Remember, the NFL, the TV stations, and even the court system were opposed to players and coaches praying before, during, or after a game. Remember when a high school coach named Joe Kennedy was suspended and then fired after he refused to stop saying prayers on the field? It happened in 2015. He was condemned for silently praying alone on the field after each game. The beauty of it was that he was later joined by players who were willing to display their faith as well. And remember how many times the cameras panned away from players meeting in the center of the field to pray after previous NFL games? Well, not this time. Not this time. The players surrounded Damara and made sure the focus wasn't on him. They wanted his privacy respected, of course, but it also forced the TV network to cover them praying. And pray they did, praise God. It wasn't just a quick snap prayer either. Those people were submitting to the only one who could restore Damara's life. And the whole world was watching, and millions of people were praying with them. Thank God there's no such thing as a busy signal or call waiting when we offer our prayers to our Creator. You see, it wasn't just one heart that stopped that night. Millions of hearts stopped right after DeMars did, beginning with every mom in the world that was watching. As a matter of fact, DeMars became the son to many moms that night my bride included. Now I imagine our house was no different than the millions of others that night. We gathered together to watch our favorite team in a very, very important matchup. The winner would become the number one seed in the playoffs, and that's a big deal in sports. So as we were sitting together cheering and celebrating every tackle and every hit our team made, 
We were stunned into silence when DeMar collapsed. We were initially concerned, then shocked, then heartbroken as we learned of his temporary death. And then we went silent, praying for him and his mom, praying for his teammates, and praying for the fans. I think I finally understood the old saying that you could hear a pin drop. The world practically came to a standstill as we all watched in horror. But we were glued to the set, and we watched as the prayers continued on TV. We shared their grief as they zoomed in on players crying and supporting each other. And then we we cheered with the world as they announced that CPR had revived them. Thankful, prayers surely flooded the heavens from millions of people directed once again to the only one who can make a difference. But something else happened that has never before happened in my lifetime. Sportscasters were praying on live TV. News anchors were praying on live TV. No, my brothers and sisters, I don't believe in coincidences. Now, we know God didn't cause DeMar's heart to stop. But God used DeMar's heart to reach millions of other hearts, didn't he? As the week went on, every conversation we had involved DeMar's condition. Facebook, Twitter, every social media outlet focused on DeMar and his recovery. Millions celebrated when DeMar woke up for the first time and wrote the question, who won the game on a piece of paper? Millions of people thanked God when DeMar started speaking, and again when we learned he'd actually FaceTimed with his team over the phone. Our tears of sadness and grief had literally turned into tears of joy and thankfulness. I'm sure there was a a world of moms out there that could finally take a deep breath and experience some level of peace in their souls. And remember what I said when I said that game was a big deal for both teams and their fans? Not a single fan I know didn't ask for the game to be canceled. The words most often said were, this is bigger than football. And indeed it was. Who would imagine that a true Bills fan would even suggest that we should forfeit the game if we were told to resume play? No, I don't believe in coincidences. Just days before that fateful game, DeMar announced his charity organization, Toys for Children, had finally reached its goal of $2,500. It took them three years to raise $2,500 for those children. During the week of his death and revival, that same charity received donations from all over the world. The last I heard, it was over $7 million. How many children will benefit from DeMar's experience? I don't know how long it'll last, 
But God gave the world a chance to come together and appreciate the life of another human being. Regardless of skin color, regardless of the jersey he was wearing, and regardless of his background. And I'd like to talk about his background. Damar's mom was 16 years old when she decided to give birth instead of abort him, as society would have recommended. Damar's dad did three or four years in prison and was out of Damar's life for a while. It was told that Damar witnessed three of his friends get murdered when he was a teenager. Murders that remain unsolved, by the way. So I, w- I wonder, through all that, what was the glue for not only young Damar, but his parents as well? What held them together? During an interview in 2021, Damar was quoted as saying, there were times where I could have steered left or steered right, but my parents were always there to straighten me out and get me back on track. You see, DeMar's dad came back after he served his prison time, and he had a positive influence on DeMar and his family. DeMar was blessed with brave parents who spent more time teaching their children right from wrong than they did teaching them about what pronouns to use. And that's not all. DeMar attended a Christian high school. Kind of all makes sense to me now. You see, God wasn't new to the scene when DeMar died on that field. God already knew DeMar, perhaps intimately. How else could a young man suffer witnessing three murders and watch his dad get carried off to prison? How else could DeMar's mom stay strong and raise her children in the midst of all that turmoil? God promised to never leave us or forsake us, and he didn't leave that family all those years. I can almost hear DeMar quoting Genesis fifty twenty and telling the enemy, even though you intended to do harm to me, God intended it for good in order to preserve a numerous people as he is doing today. So how Many numerous people turned to the Lord for the first time this week as they watched Mars family go through all that. How many numerous people returned to the Lord after witnessing all the prayers on live TV? We don't know, of course, but we know many did. God restored DeMar to life, and through his episode, God restored others back to life. A life of prayer and a life of worshiping him. A life of relationship building with his son, Jesus Christ. And if they accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they received eternal salvation. No, brothers and sisters, I do not believe in coincidences. They say that that Monday night football game was the highest rated Monday night football game in history. More people watched that game than ever before. How perfect was it that God used that opportunity for the world to see opponents on a field kneeling and praying for a brother? Thank you, Damar. Thank your family for reminding us 
of what's important in our lives. And thank you, God, for reminding us that you are truly in control and that you're constantly present with us. The left and the atheist may be giving the doctors all the credit, but us believers give God all the credit and we thank him for using those professionals to do his will. May the memory of this week remind all of us to get not only closer to our Father God, but to get closer to our family, our friends, and our neighbors. Let's remember what's truly important in our lives. Let's make it a priority to serve each other with love, grace, and forgiveness. Let us pray. Father God, we ask that today and all days you would embrace us in a love that knows no end. Today and all days, fill us with a power that overcomes. Today and all days, encourage us with a word that nourishes. Today and all days, inspire us with a hope that sustains. Today and all days, comfort us with a peace that endures. Today and all day, bring wholeness of body, mind, and spirit. Today and all days, Breathe peace like a gentle breeze into my life and our lives. Dispel the dust of unease and fear, bringing release. Restore us, O Lord, and bring us closer to you. We move to the offering this morning, and I thank you all. I thank you all. Let us pray. Father God, thank you that you give the gift of abundant, eternal life. You've said that you are a good father who gives us good gifts. Your generosity overflows to us. Everything we have is a gift from you. As we bring our offerings, we give back to you from the abundant blessings you've given us. May our gifts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord our God. Blessing and glory, wisdom and thanksgiving, honor and power and strength, be unto you, our God, forever and ever. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Greet yourself as God's beloved. Greet one another as God's beloved. Greet all you encounter as God's beloved. In that greeting, we will be and we will become the body of Christ. In that greeting, we will behold the image of God always among us and around. And now receive the benediction. May the peace of God calm your fears through storms of night. May the love of God warm your heart and bring you light. May the word of God give you strength when the body's weak. May the grace of God flow from you to the world you meet. Amen. Until we meet again, brothers and sisters, May God bless and keep each and every one of you. Please stay safe, stay connected, and stay in this work. God bless you all.